Welcome to the Not the Model Minority Podcast, a podcast about the unique careers and perspectives of Asian Americans. On today's episode of Not the Model Minority Podcast, we will be talking to an Asian American who is a documentarist combining her interests of storytelling and photography to share important messages about the beauty standard. This is Brian Yang, your host of the Not the Model Minority podcast. Today, I'll be talking to Karis Lai, founder of Karis Jane Photography and producer of the Beauty Conversation documentary. Thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. So first, my first question is, what is your background? Yeah, so I attended high school in the Princeton area. It was the Wilberforce School. It's a very small classical Christian school. And I am now a current sophomore at Rice University studying history. Wow. History is something I'm really interested in, too. So that's really that's really cool. Stories. So even when I was very little, I would just read all the time. Like my mom would yell at me and make me put my book away during dinner time. Or I would just kind of write a lot of fiction and stuff like that um so i've always just been interested in like narrative in empathy and emotion and just people in general i've always found people very fascinating and so that's definitely one thread that stuck through and definitely helped me in my documentary making process and then for the philosophy part around junior year of high school i started to get really into ancient philosophical texts like specifically greek texts and those books are very much into asking big questions like what is justice what is the meaning of life all of those things um but since i was very interested also in like psychology and modern day stories I guess it was kind of finding the intersection between questions asked like thousands thousands of years ago and the questions today um and so kind of that philosophical mindset of always asking questions and always revising your thesis is something that I took with me into my documentary making process um it really helped me with the formation process of my documentaries in brainstorming like what should I ask how should I frame the script and kind of what should I focus on And then thirdly, I guess with the photography part, um, it was in seventh grade. My parents were like, you need to do something with your summer. And if you don't do this, we're going to sign you up for sports camp. And that was like the ultimate bad thing for me. And so I was like, fine, fine, I'll do this. Um, And they said, we'll buy you the camera if you go to photography camp. So I did that and I actually loved it. I fell in love with photography And I was just walking around snapping photos of everyone. But I think what I love most about photography is just you get to capture someone in like a split second that's like never going to happen again in their lifetime, which is super cool. And it's like really a unique privilege. But when I found out about film, I could like extend that second for a little bit longer. And you get to see a little bit more of your subject's personality, your subject's thoughts and thinking, like musings. And I think that's just super cool. So I think those three combined helped me to get into documentary making. Wow, that's so amazing. Like how you combine these three aspects to make documentaries is so cool, especially like how you talked about like combining the past, like stories from the past, like philosophy to like storytelling now. I feel like there's a great connection between those. Um, So... I saw that you recently created a documentary called The Beauty Conversation. Like what inspired you to create it? Yeah, so (laughs) that was actually during my junior year as well. Um, And I had a school project type thing where they said you can pick whatever you want to do and make it. 
And originally I knew I wanted to do something related to beauty standards because I have always like thought about them from a very young age. I don't know if I'm just abnormal, but I was always very aware of the fact that people are always trying to look a certain way and people are always unhappy with how they're presenting themselves and how they look. Um, and so I really wanted to explore that, especially because in my Christian school bubble, I feel like people didn't really talk about it very much. And especially mm. in Christian communities, people are very happy to talk about like, oh, it's all about character or it's all about the heart, but they don't address the fact that a lot of people are struggling with how they're viewing themselves. And I think I just thought it could be very powerful to explore that in like the specific setting that I was in. Um, and so I kind of was, I picked a teacher to be my mentor and I started by doing um, a social science type survey where I created a ton of questions and got a lot of research and data points um, from my peers and then kind of sent it along the Instagram chain to get it from like a lot of girls in the public school area around me too, to get more widened data because obviously just yeah. my 18 kid class is not going to do much for that. Um, yeah, but after that, I kind of did a lot of research on my own, read a lot of articles um, about more of the science and the social science behind it. And then I went into just interviewing all of my peers into their question, their thoughts on questions like, how does religion impact your view of beauty? And I was just very surprised by how open all of the girls were with me um and especially because it was during covid so my setup was like in my garage with the garage door open like a really crusty backdrop and like a couple lights and i was like trying to hold like everything together so it was kind of crazy wow that sounds really cool though like how you did all that just in your junior year and also especially during covid it's really cool also like you're talking about how there's like so open like you feel like like this is like a really important issue to like I guess, women at, at this age, I'm guessing, because like maybe people are not talking about it. Like like you were saying before, like people always talk about character, character, but like they always ignore like that beauty and like appearances play a big part into it as well, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And I think something that I also wanted to study more too is I think even in like the teenage boy realm too, I wanted to study beauty standards from that point. But something I found was that when I talked to high schoolers, I just had a better in with them, I guess. Like, I always think about, like, say you get some super successful, like, middle-aged white guy who's in the film industry to talk to these teenage girls. They're not going to open up in the same way as when they're sitting with me semi-outdoors in a super casual environment. And I'm like, hey, like, this is what I struggle with. Tell me about what you struggle with. So. Yeah, definitely. You have, like, that, like, almost connection with them. Like, they're super distant from, like, a middle-aged guy. Like, nothing in common. Yeah. Um, so what has been one of the best experiences in your journey as a documentarist? Hmm. I think one thing that was super cool was after the junior year documentary, I just sent it off to a couple film festivals and I didn't expect anything. I was just like, oh, whatever. Like I made my documentary entirely myself and I had had no experience making documentaries before. Like I learned Final Cut Pro on YouTube by myself and like edited it by myself in a week. It was all like my camera and like a camera I got from my teacher. So I was not expecting anything, but I heard back like the next September, like senior year that it would be screening in New York. 
Um, I got like, it's been screening in a couple states, which is so surreal. And it was really weird for me (laughs) to see that. I was like, oh my gosh. But one of the film festivals that I actually got to attend because COVID had kind of calmed down a little bit was one at Johns Hopkins. Um, And just going into a theater and like seeing it screening on a big screen with all these other film students. And then I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. And then afterwards, there was a mom who came up to me and she was like, this is like such an amazing film. Like you should try to get this into schools, like everywhere, like every like teenage girl should watch this. And just hearing that was like crazy to me. I think I felt so out of place there because I'm like, everyone else is going to film school, but it was super cool for me just to have that experience. And I think generally just being able to interview people is like such a good experience for me because they always surprise me with what they have to say. And recently for my next documentary that I'm working on, mm-hmm. I just got to interview um, Elise Hu from TED Talks Daily. So mm-hmm. that was super cool. And I was so nervous, but <laughs> it was just such a good opportunity. And just talking to people is really cool. That's super cool. Actually, uh, that was actually one of my questions. Like, so what is your like future plans for documentaries? Like as you're talking about this. Yeah. So I am hoping slash working on right now a documentary that kind of comes off of my first project, but it's more focused on Asian American standards of beauty and ideals. So I know that more recently, especially in the media, people have been addressing the question of beauty standards and Photoshop and filters and social media and all Mm -hmm. those like hot topic issues. But I felt like the little niche of like the Asian American community where girls often have like a standard of like American beauty where it's like the Victoria's Secret model, but then they also have like a traditional Asian standard of beauty that they feel like they have to match at the same time, which is often very different from the Victoria's Secret ideal. Um, is very interesting and I wanted to explore that more and so that is what I'm working on right now kind of through my internship with the Houston Asian American Archive and I'm trying to I interviewed a lot of my peers already but I'm now collecting more of the expert opinions so I'm trying to get um, not only people like Elise Hugh but I also and um, interviewed a dermatologist and a psychologist and um, the head of the Miss Chinatown pageants in Houston. So I'm trying to get more adult opinions as well and kind of make it into this big meta narrative of the, the girls talking about the problem, some historical background on the problem, and then like a medical like opinion on it and trying to interweave that. So that is the project at the moment. Wow, that is that is really cool. Honestly, I, I would love to see it. It sounds like, especially like I like how you're talking about like how like Asian Americans feel like have to balance going being both like American and also fitting Asian. Like, I feel like that's really like a thing. Like some people you either like assimilate or you're like completely like out, like it's difficult balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, not only that, but then I feel like now there's like a new category too, where it's like, this is what being Asian American looks like. And it's like, whether it's model minority or something else, like you're Mm -hmm. always stuck and you can't really you don't have space, I guess, to make your own identity because there's so many ideas of what you should be. Yeah, that's super true. Yeah, definitely. Um, So have you ever experienced any challenges like as a documentarist? Like what are some of the biggest ones? Yeah, definitely. I think kind of what I mentioned before, learning Final Cut Pro was really hard. (laughs) I'm technically, I feel like I'm not a very technical person. Like I am all for the vision. 
I'm all for the brainstorming. I love the actual act of interviewing, but setting up the cameras, figuring out how like time code or like all these random things and little light like fixtures and everything works is like a lot for me. And so either getting people who could help me or figuring it out myself was kind of a learning curve for me in terms of just the technicalities of film, which is not my favorite. Editing is not my favorite. I love like the like putting it together but like sitting there and like impressing like command v and like trying to cut is just very laborious for me um and i think also just when you're creating a documentary you have to find an idea and you have to really like stick in it and then you pigeonhole yourself in the idea for a very long period of time while you're trying to like get as as comprehensive of a view as you can um, but I have so many ideas, like I'm always generating ideas. And so I have the tendency to like, I want to do more and more and more and more. And I have to like stop myself and be like, okay, focus on your project at hand. Cause I'll talk to someone and they'll mention something and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like that would be such a good doc or that would be such a good podcast. And like, I'm like, I have to do this now. So I think just restricting myself. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. I guess so many good ideas for pot for podcasts and documentaries. Yeah. Um, so has being Asian American affected, like, why you chose to pursue documentaries? I think in the way that my parents were not typical tiger parents, yes. Mm -hmm. Like, I think a lot of my peers talk to me and they're like, wow, that's so cool what you're doing. But my parents will never let me do that because I still have to be a doctor or lawyer, etc. <laughs> Um, and my parents never put that sort of pressure on me and they always encouraged my creative interests and my interest in the arts, but they never pushed me to like be the best at it or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so I think them giving me that freedom like really helped me. Um, but I certainly think that being Asian American has helped in terms of some of the things I've explored in my like documentary things or podcasts, um, such as the one I'm doing now. I don't think if I was an Asian American, I would have had so much interest in the topic. Um, and I also did a podcast that I'm working on that kind of explores tiger parenting and Christian mm -hmm. values. And to what extent can they coexist? Um, and things like that, I think if I wasn't Asian American, I wouldn't be exploring those topics. Wow. So it really sounds like Asian American, being Asian American, like shaped a decent part of your, I guess, journey. Interesting. It was so great talking to you today, Karis. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right. Um, this has been the Not the Model Minority podcast. Be sure to stay tuned in for the next one. Brian Yang signing off. Be sure to hit the follow button to never miss another episode of Not the Model Minority podcast. See you next time.